don't panic if there's not, because you should have all seen it on the, on the news. But here we are, Mr. Stokes, triumphant. Apparently, he celebrated this triumphant victory by having a massive blowout at McDonald's. He took three of his teammates in an Uber after the match on the way back to the team hotel, and they spent £55 on McDonald's. There there you go. That's the way to do it, isn't it? Anyway, so what do you think would cause heaven to celebrate and have a party? Do you ever think about heaven having a party? Do you think about the angels celebrating? Because I was wondering, you know, what would they celebrate? Christmas? Christmas has got to be a reason for a big knees up in heaven, doesn't it? Or maybe an angel has a birthday, Easter, good shout. Maybe they celebrated when Ruth and Boaz got married. Maybe they celebrated Elisha's promotion. Who knows? But I am going to get Bethan to come and give us our Bible reading. And we're going to find out one of the more unexpected reasons heaven has a party. Wait a minute, love. I'll get my, get the, oh, just step back slightly. That's it. All right. Okay. The reading is from Luke chapter 15, and it should come up on the screens. However, if you want to follow it in your Bibles, it's page 1048, and it's from Luke chapter 15 and verse 4 to 7. There once was a shepherd with a hundred lambs, but one of his lambs wandered away and was lost. So the shepherd left the ninety-nine lambs out in open field and searched in the wilderness for that one lost lamb. He didn't stop until he finally found it with exuberant joy. He raised it up and placed it on his shoulders, carrying it back with cheerful delight. Returning home, he called all his friends and neighbours together and said, let's have a party. Come and celebrate with me. The return of my lost lamb, it wandered away. But I found it away and brought it home. Jesus continued, in the same way, there will be glorious celebration in heaven over the rescue of lost sinner who repents, comes back home and returns to the fold, more so than for all the rightness people who never strayed away. Thank you, darling. Brilliant. Jesus continued in the same way. There will be a glorious celebration in heaven over the rescue of one lost sinner who repents, comes back home and returns to the fold, more so than for all the righteous people who never strayed away. I love that passage. And it's in, um, there, there are three stories back to back, aren't there? in Luke 15, the story of the lost sheep, the story of the lost coin, and then the story of the prodigal son. 
And Jesus told his listeners that heaven celebrates when someone who is far off from God comes back to him again. And so he told the story of the sheep who wanders off and the shepherd finds it and he has a party with his friends and neighbours. And then he tells the story of a woman who's lost a precious coin. And when she's found it, she sweeps the house. And when she's found it, she has a party with her friends and neighbours to celebrate. And we know that at the end of the prodigal son story, the father welcomes the son back home and throws an enormous party. And in the same way, there will be a glorious celebration in heaven. So, when Ali chose to follow Jesus, there was a party in heaven. When Liz chose to follow Jesus, there was a party in heaven. When Sam chose to follow Jesus, they're they're debating which Sam. When Sam chose to follow Jesus, there was a big party in heaven because it's a wonderful thing and they celebrated over you and over us. When we repent. Now, when I think of repentance, I kind of think of a kind of quite miserable thing where we realize the mistakes we've made we realize how far we have strayed from God and how we've got lost. And we need to feel bad about it. We kind of, we're sorry for the stuff we've messed up. I kind of think of repentance as a really like heavy thing. And yes, it's true that we do come to realize how far we've strayed from God, how much we need him, how much we should say we're sorry and how much we want to put things right. That's a heavy thing, but the result of repentance is a glorious thing that is worth celebrating. The fruit of repentance is that we're forgiven. The fruit of repentance is that we experience God's grace and God's mercy and God's love. The freedom of having all the things we carry around on our shoulders is lifted off of us. And we're given a lovely, new, amazing second chance that maybe we thought we'd never get. The fruit of repentance is a glorious thing worth celebrating. And so it's no wonder that the angels celebrate, that someone's relationships restored with Jesus and they can experience all that amazing stuff just by repenting. So that's the first thing. Repentance is a very wonderful thing. And Jesus um, explains those three parables because he's trying to show us the same thing. Can I have the next picture up on the screen, Heather? Uh, In the summer, I went to the Birmingham Art Gallery and um, Museum. And one of the paintings that's up on the walls at the moment, which I'd never noticed before, is this one by David Cox. And he was a Birmingham artist. And he, um, this is an unfinished painting. It's a bit hard to see on the screen, actually. But it's called The Missing Lamb. And I guess... Well, why don't you go and have a look at it yourself or have a look up in the, um, on the internet. You might find it. Down in the bottom left-hand corner, you can just make out a lamb that is 
um, on, a, on a rock. And in the middle, you've got the shepherd um, in a red and brown sort of clothing, clambering over the rocks to find the, shepherd, uh, to find the sheep. Um, I've been reading a book at the moment called Drop the Stones, which I, I haven't finished it, but I've read the, f- the first half, and I commend that to you. It's going well. And there's a quote from this. This is precisely the point of the three parables that Jesus shared with the crowds in Luke 15. They prove there is a saviour who is willing to carry sheep, sweep floors, and return inheritance. And we need this for ourselves. Jesus was speaking in reply to the Pharisees and teachers. So at the beginning of that reading then that I asked Bethan to do, the verses just before it, it says, Now the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear Jesus. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, This man welcomes sinners and eats, and eats with them. In response, Jesus told this parable. So he was replying to the accusation and criticism of the Pharisees who thought they were judging. They thought that the people Jesus was associating with, he shouldn't have been associating with. And Jesus told these three parables and the one of the lost sheep that we're looking at today to show that we have a God who will sweep the floors and search the rocks and find us out because he wants us back. And that too is surely something worth celebrating. When I became a Christian, I'd spent a long time, most of my childhood actually, um, and I, I would pray often at night, Lord, I know I've done really something really stupid today or I'm really sorry for what I said today. And I used to, I remember very distinctly praying I'd pray the Lord's Prayer, and I'd say, tomorrow I will tell you how many times the podcast has been played of that final hour. We've been reliving the moment. And sometimes I go back, and I've written it down, what happened that night. And I ran around a car park in joy because I was so, um, just so overwhelmed with God's love. And that was a very different thing to when I sat in my bedroom feeling miserable. I didn't understand that God was the one that made all the difference. So that, too, is a very wonderful thing worth celebrating. When we were at New Wine this year, we um, had a... uh, I went to a communion service at one point. And we're going to have communion together this morning. And I just want to read to you a quote that... um, I came home and looked it up because I really liked it and it's attributed to Philip Yancey. And as we come to have communion together, let's think about the reasons we have to celebrate, to not just be somber and remember what God's done, but to celebrate. And this, it says this, this table is different. It isn't where sinners find Christ, but where sons and daughters celebrate being found. Maybe someday, instead of solemnly making our way to the tables, we should dance for joy. Maybe we should sing every born-again song we know. Maybe we should tell our homecoming stories and laugh like people who no longer fear death. 
Maybe we should ask if anyone wants seconds and hold up our little cups high to toast lost sinners found and dead brothers and sisters alive. So this morning, as we're going to share communion together, let's celebrate. Thank you, Maxine. We're going to, as we draw towards communion, we're also going to uh, pray and we're going to remind one another of God's grace. The musicians are going to lead us as we sing together, your grace is enough. Do stand if you're able to.